All right, Peach and I, we just rolled out of, literally, I'm waddling out of Hutchinson's Barbecue, Dallas, Texas, McKinney, Texas. Hutchinson's Barbecue, unbelievable. Oh. It was recommended to me that I come try it. I knew I had a high star rating. And this guy's hard for me to, I was a little worried. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to meet your food standards. I'm a bougie bitch. Cause you're bougie with the food. Yeah. But you said, you wanna try some barbecue? And we found some barbecue <laughs> that price wise was bougie, but totally worth it. Uh-huh, free desserts. Free dessert. And I put the challenge out to anyone who wants to come visit me here in the Dallas, Texas area. I will come here with you. You will buy us the barbecue. If it's not the best barbecue you've ever had, I'll buy it. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Court Cousins episode 61. My name is Kyle. I'm joined as always by my dashing, my daring cousin in Dallas. There's some more alliteration for you. Jason the Peach. Happy to be here with you all second cousins. This is a packed show. Tell us all about it, Peach. Well, we've got our psychological check-in, as always, to kick us off, find out how we're doing. Then we get deep in the social media roundup, going all across the National Basketball Association. And then a little starter backup bench, a little mm -hmm. ver our version of uh, the game F. Mary Kill, if you're familiar with it, but uh, <laughs> with a basketball twist. And then an ending that is so large, mm. it is shack size. It's a big one, is what I'm saying. It's large. Grand. Don't go anywhere. Make sure you stick around for the large ending. Before any of that, I do want to take a moment to invite all of you beautiful people out there that are listening and watching this telecast. Second Cousins, we have our second annual Court Cousins Night coming up in downtown Orlando, Florida at the Kia Soul Center. Thursday, March 21st. We hope you'll join us. Uh, it's going to be a great night, everyone. We're going to be sitting together in the lower bowl area. We've got, we're going to be going down onto the floor and cutting down the net afterwards. Everyone gets to go home with a little piece of the Orlando Magic Net. And Peach and I are doing tons of giveaways. I've bought like five or six jerseys, some shirts, socks. Peach has a bunch of paraphernalia there that's going to be exciting that will keep your beverage frosty. So everyone's going to walk away with something. But really the thing I'm most excited about is just to kick it with you, Second Cousins. Put a face to some of those usernames. Hang out with other Magic fans because, Peach, we don't get to do that. I mean, Connecticut, Dallas, there's not a lot of us around here. So it's, it's always good. I have trouble finding anybody who gives a shit about basketball. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm really out of the loop. But yeah, I think yeah. you're more excited about talking to other people about Orlando Magic basketball than maybe anything else that could possibly come. But maybe Definitely. we'll find out later and start a backup bench. I don't know. Yeah. And you know what? Exciting this year, Mrs. Red Lettuce is coming down. Nadra's going to be right. making the appearance, which is unlike. That's so right. that's an exciting part of it. So bring your ladies, make a date night. You know what I'm saying? It could be Court, court Cousins dates night you know it, it's fun we're we're good with all demographics I, th I think there's probably two women listening to this so hey ladies <laughs> hey let's bring a third for peach and yeah. uh maybe we can have a fun yeah. game where where i have to awkwardly decide between people <laughs> where your you know female cousins st uh sisters step scissors aunties depending on how old you are you know like bring them all out we'll have a good time um so before we get into more show do want to shout out the second cousins and all stars over on the Patreon. Hope that some of you all can make it. 
keep an eye on that. We're going to be doing a giveaway for those folks. And we're also going to be doing some ticket giveaways for Court Cousins Night uh, to the general public as well. But shout out to them. It's tax season, Peach. I realize how much money is spent, and these folks are really helping to, to make it doable and keep this show on the airwaves so thank you very much just looking to, to just looking to break even here Nobody's yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah no we're definitely just trying to make it make it work so shout out to magic player history bolby the dawn paulo and franz's warmth andy dylan holden drum 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 raf who i'm excited to hang out with down in orlando breadhead matthew bell dan young gloria and damien connor and yadi so Thank you all for that. Peach, um, it's been a while. Well, actually, it hasn't been as long as it normally is. And I was just down to see it, but a lot has changed. I want to know how Plus, you're we doing. we just did a wrap-up the other day. I feel right. Like this is great. going on. Yeah, it's almost blast from the past when, like, the psychological check-ins, I felt like I knew what you were going to say. Although I don't really – I mean, it has been a week. So how's your week been? How you doing for the psychological check-in, Peach? All right, I'm back in, in the leadoff spot here, <laughs> and uh, so I've I've selected this picture of uh, Cole, and he's got his glasses on. He's getting interviewed, not his jovial self at the end mm. of the game where he's cracking jokes. He looks a little more serious here. Uh, this was me this past week. Uh, someone from ABC came in. Uh, they're doing a show on Good Morning Dallas that uh, they have a bit where this this woman goes around and tries other people's jobs. Uh, She's tried to like share, try out for the Texas Rangers and a lot of other things. Not not the baseball team, by the way, the the sheriffs. But uh, <laughs> she so she came in. They interviewed me, and then I showed them how the machine worked, and then I actually took her out on the ice to drive, all with like you know an hour of training. So uh, <laughs> it was a unique experience. I was cracking jokes and having a good time, and it was really cool of the Dallas stars to say, Hey, you're going to be our face here. You yeah. get out there and represent the Dallas stars on TV. Uh, it's going to air later this week when it does, know you know, we'll doing. post it up here so people can check it out. But, uh, that's a great honor to have, you know, a professional sports branch franchise say, Hey, you be the face of this. So they know what they're doing. Cool. That's smart. Move it's going to be Dallas fun. Stars. I, smart I, move. All right. I, yeah. It's not a bad idea. I oh, think it's good. Yeah. Who else would you want to represent the franchise besides peach? I'm sure you were freaking hilarious. I I feel like they're hopefully none of these jokes hit the cutting room floor. So <laughs> I had some good ones. We had some good times. Um, uh, Aaron was great. So yeah, when yeah. it posts, we'll we'll share it here and get it going on. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot good going on. You were just here to visit. Mm -hmm. uh, I just had my friend Aaron here to visit, which was awesome because I've lived in a lot of different places and I haven't had a lot of visitors in those places. So it, it feels a little more real when it's not just your parents coming out. And I love them, but uh, it's cool <laughs> to have you, know, you and, and my friend Aaron come out you know, within the last month uh, to see what's going on here and to break some of those stereotypes people might have about Texas. I know I grew up with them. I think everyone did. You talked about it when you were here. Like yeah. it's not not all voting red and roping calves and wearing belt buckles and hats like you know it's 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 a city and it's got other stuff going on and yeah uh, so that was great so that meant a lot to me so i'm probably feeling a little bit better actually than cole might look in this moment uh, but but things are going well how are you doing for the psychological check-in yeah, ABC, you better do the right thing. I, I want it to be like a full 30-minute segment. They better not cut a single damn thing, those bastards. A lot of them are like seven minutes at most, sometimes right. in the five-minute mark. So, I mean, well, that's, I don't know. I feel like – Picture it. Picture sorry. it, Peach. 
Uh, good evening, Greater Dallas-Fort Worth. This is the ABC Evening News. Now, normally this segment's only about seven minutes, but we ran into a guy that we just couldn't keep from you, Dallas. The next rising star, he goes by the peach. Uh, enjoy. Dallas stars ice managing. Here it is. I mean, you just way oversold it. Now it's a bar that I don't know if we can get over that bar. Best case scenario, maybe NHL.com picks it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. I'm happy for you. I'm I have a Cole, which to me looks like he's exhaling. Um, I loved going to visit you down in Dallas. Uh, but then coming like anytime you go on a trip and then you're traveling and then right back into work um and having to deal with some cat stuff due to my cat's having freaking heart failure. So my lady's beside herself because she's wonderful and empathetic and open-hearted so she's feeling for the cat i'm taking him over to the emergency room that's stressful getting into to work i just felt a little behind um kids are rowdy when they come back from break you know just you have different expectations in a professional setting so if you know a uh, middle school teacher give them a hug whenever there's a after a break they need it it's it sounds counterintuitive i know but it's it's a rough first kind of week just to get reacclimated. Um, but now I have that exhale because everything's settled with the cat. Um, you know, got out under some work. I went to men's group this week and got some fellowship. Um, and yeah, now I'm here hanging out with you, talking magic basketball. The magic are back from the all star break. So ah, I kind of feel like things are getting back into their groove, which is nice for me. I've been trying to take care of the body too, getting back in the gym after not being in for a couple weeks and I haven't been, I haven't been boozing. So, you know, that's, that's something that's new. I'm not completely getting rid of it, but I think that's part of what's helping me to bounce back quickly and feel good. Um, yeah, I probably had like five or six drinks in the past few months. Some of them down in Dallas, which was a hell of a time. Loved it. Hey, it's great to hear that you're, you're cutting back a little bit on that stuff. I think it makes you mm -hmm. feel better in the long run. And by the way, I think like when you decide to go for it, it makes yeah. it more special. Yeah. I don't drink a lot either. And then when I decide I'm going all in tonight, then it's a time, right? Like you remember right. that one time or that the lesser times, instead of having a hundred in a year, you have like, you know, <laughs> yeah. 50. <laughs> it's just less. Like you yeah, remember progress, baby, not perfection. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know that right, you right. could have fun without booze. It's been a while. I mean, like. It's been a pretty consistent part of my life. Every, you know, now I don't want to paint myself like I'm boozing every day, but you know, anytime I go out on a weekend, it's a part of the weekend. Yep. If I'm going to a sporting event, it's a part of a of the sporting event. So, it, I'm shifting a little bit, not all the way. It's not like I'm giving it up, but I'll probably have some down in Orlando for Court Cousins night, so make sure you're there. Also, Peach, I a guy that we know is going to be there, someone who's been helping out with the show. We got to give a shout out to Jay who has made some of these nice backgrounds already. He was on the, uh, the most recent recap. Uh, yeah, we put out a call last episode. Hey, if you want to help out just with some stuff and he hit us up at courtcousinsmba.com. So if there's any other folks out there that want to help out, just let us know. Not Australian Jay. Just to not. Be yes. Yes. Much love to Australian Jay, but it wasn't even, we also have to give out a, a shout out to, uh, Jay's pops too. Because he's the mailman, dude. He's delivering the goods. Mm, shout out! Right. So shout out to him. He's the one that was told, talked to Jay and was like, "Hey, these guys have a podcast. You need to hit them up." So maybe we need to do like an honorary like mailman segment of some sort. The mailbag. We haven't ever done a mailbag. Right. Just, we were, well, we've never had mail. 
<laughs> if we had enough mail popped up, backed up, I think I would have got for it. But, <laughs> but we get a lot of talk in the comments, you know, with people from time to time. Right, right. Uh, or IG, you know, instant messages. But yeah, if we kind of, we, I guess we, if we went back and compiled, we could get stuff from there. But drop stuff in those segments, comments mm-hmm. here, hit, hit all those things. We'll pile them together and we'll make a mailbag segment. And you could hit us up on social media, Peach. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to scour the interwebs right now for your interesting, insightful, or just downright funny posts about our Orlando Magic in the social media roundup. The first one we have is a big one through the is that a 50 pounder through the first 50 games Wendell Epps is letting us know um in the past seven seasons this is the first time that the Orlando Magic are above 500 since 50 games into regular season since 2011 2012 and he has posted the most recent seven seasons in 1718 the team was 15 and 35 I guess at the beginning of this rebuild would be 21-22 um, when we drafted Franz and Jalen. That we were 10 and 40 that year, and this year the team is sitting at 27 wins and 23 losses through 50 games. I mean, that's huge, Peach. Talk about it. Well, the part that got me is the part here at the end that you didn't read, which is uh, <laughs> it's the first time that the Magic have had an above 500 record through 50 games of a regular season. I said that 2011, 2012. Yes. Absolutely. That is, that is what got it for me. I mean, Omar's baby boy comes up with a good tweet here uh, to let everybody know to keep it. You know, this is a good, <laughs> these are good times, right? We're not stuck in that toiling <laughs> garbage, go to Orlando, get a victory kind of vibe. Things yeah. are shifting and they're not going to change anytime soon. As long as you've got, guys like Franz and Paulo. And speaking of Australian Jay, we mentioned him a minute ago. He mm-hmm. has a great post on a, a magic player history about those two guys rising up the all-time scorer list for the Orlando Magic. And it's crazy that they're both where they are on that list already because they haven't even played five seasons. I mean, yeah. it, it is crazy to watch Paulo rise on that list. He's probably going to catch Franz at some point. Like it, it, So it, it is cool to have two guys that are going to become you know, cornerstones for this franchise. When you start to think back, like, and you start naming names from our franchise's past, these are two guys that will be amongst those names at some point. So it's fun to watch them rise and the team become a more regular over 500 squad. So take these little victories in these moments as you go forward. Stop demanding new things and that we need to contest for a title next year. Enjoy this movement upward. It's going to continue. Yeah, and I'm going to steal what you said earlier uh, about, you know, the growth flower. Enjoying the growth flowers. Let's see it bloom, baby. Love an extended metaphor. Let's bring it back because we're all guilty at times. Maybe not you, Peace. You're very tempered, but I certainly have been of wanting to move the team forward. We had a lot of trade deadline talk about trying to move the team forward. And we didn't make any moves, which I think is the right was the right move. No move was the right move in this case. And it's not because it's not necessary, Peach. And we'll talk about this, I'm sure, in different ways throughout the episode. But just just look at it. You know, 10 wins to 19 wins to 27 wins through the first 50. Let's just keep that going. Let's If we follow that yeah. pattern for a couple more years, it's going to be all good. Not to say we're not going to make some changes here and there. But the core of the team, as you said, is in place and it's looking good. Something else that was... Uh, Good looking. 
Um, maybe that came out wrong. I mean, Matt McCl- Mac McClung's a handsome man, but uh, it was it was good looking at an Osceola Magic, and Mac McClung got his second title in the slam dunk competition, j- uh, jumping and dunking over Shaq for his final dunk. Right? Is that the one? And he yep. like threw it to himself in that one as well. No, not in that one? one. That was a different. That was a different. Yeah, one. those were like the two big dunks that he kind of won it with. Um, yeah. We watched this together down in Dallas. I mean, it's it's cool that he's won two in a row. I thought his dunks were were pretty good. They were impressive. I enjoyed them. Um, Jalen Brown's dunks were unimpressive. I, I think that was just like he got just this is the only NBA star guy in here, so he's definitely not going to get eliminated in the first round. But I don't think he should have right. been out after that. Or you know, Jaime is a good uh, you know solid rotation player, but. It's not that star-studded dunk contest that we've had in days of yore. And I do apl- I applaud Jalen for putting out the bat signal to other star players to say, hey, you know, get involved yeah. in this. I think more star players have to play. But, uh, you know, he, he shouldn't have been in that second round. I think maybe, you know, David Stern had uh, – David Stern? No, David Silver. What? Adam Silver. <laughs> Was David Stern? That's the old like MLB commissioner, right? Or is that the last? Oh, David Stern was the old NBA commissioner. Okay, all right, rest in peace. Uh, but Adam, it was almost like Adam Silver was on the line to the uh, to the uh, judges to say, "Hey, you got to let Jalen through to the second round because." Uh, yeah, because uh, only star in it. Obi Obi Bottomans dunks were much better. <laughs> I forgot what his name was, but uh, Toppin's brother Jacob, was, dunks were much better. Yeah. He should have been the second one in there. Right? Uh, really, his name Jacob. They're Obadiah and Jacob. They got some real Amish <laughs> yeah, it was names. Yeah, biblical, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> I, I yeah I like I do like that Jalen wants to get some stars in there. I don't know. I guess he qualifies for that. Um, I I think he kind of hurt himself in a moment where he decided that it would be a bigger idea for him to throw shade on everyone who says he can't go left by putting a glove on and dunking, which was something that had to be explained to everybody because most people don't know that. So we're just like, okay, you dunked with your left hand and you're an NBA player and you had a white glove on. That's not cool. Like, like, and then I got to say the biggest takeaway from this for me was, was not that, you know, Mac McClung won because I think obviously his hops are impressive impressive for mm-hmm. a man of his size yeah uh and let's be honest race i'm saying it <laughs> white boys um, can jump yeah <laughs> let, let it be known <laughs> um i think my biggest takeaway from this was what kind of stuff was kenny smith drinking on <laughs> during this event because he zombie smith. i love kenny smith yeah. Norm- i normally love kenny smith but he seemed insane during this dunk competition he had he had no idea what he was talking about he kept thinking that that jace that jalen brown was doing creative dunks and that like i'm like what is this guy watching right now it was like he was doing a reverse telecast of what was actually taking place and i'm just blown away by it but the score the judges scoring was bizarre it did look like it was set up a little bit i feared jalen brown was going to win just because of his name so i'm glad mac mcclung outperformed him to win that thing um but i mean at some point is this can this lad get it in like he he played in that rising stars game he played amazing can this guy get on a roster somewhere somewhere? he can't tell me somebody somewhere doesn't need a mac mcclung to at least sell some tickets if your team's not interesting let's go i know this guy does everything he's over here at uh 
Kane's chicken too, like hustling through the drive-thru, doing it all for people. You're right, Pish. I mean, I see on, on Twitter the chatter about him coming up for the magic. No, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We're just we're too deep there with guys that are better caliber players. He's not playing over Gary Harris. He's not playing over Anthony Black. He's not playing over Cole Anthony. He's not playing over Jalen Suggs. Like he would play over Markel Fultz. Oh wow! Well, only because Markel is not playing, Jason. That's why. Still, still a true statement. <laughs> but like Jet Howard, don't people want him to play too? You can't play, can't have both these guys play. I know, you know, Jet's more of a two. He's a one. But still, man, we're just we don't have the guys we have ahead of them are better NBA caliber players. They'll defend the ball better. Um, but like you said, there's a lot of other teams. We're one of the better teams in the East this year. There's got to be some team that could use them to get them in the door, get that personality at least, man, and give them some some time on the court. Pistons got nothing going on. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, well, something. We'll see what they have going on tonight. We're playing. We're shooting us on Saturday. We're playing the Pistons this evening. Uh, we'll see how much the Magic are favored by. All right, big occasion coming up. That was one, you know, big event, which was the slam dunk contest. But this might. This is probably a much more important event on Pisha's calendar. And that is Stuff's birthday. This is from Stuff on Instagram. Oh, and we have an in-studio sighting of Stuff. Three days till February 27th. Stuff's birthday, Pish. Stuff's birthday is probably going to be a lot of fun. That is one of those games I wish I was there for. Mascot mania. I'm sure they're going to play games against each other, jump off trampolines. Uh, <laughs> always seems like a good time. Probably stuff doesn't take a lot of presents for himself and probably throws them out to the crowd as well. Uh, the kids have got to love it. And look, one of the best dang mascots in in all of sports. Yeah. That's right, all of sports. Yeah. So. Let's celebrate him on the 27th by uh, by remembering his honor, and that's and he he got to hang out he got to hang out recently with uh with a good buddy of his Piff the Magic Dragon. Oh yes, in this post here from Steph himself, uh, represent uh, doing the Spider Man meme, which you gotta love. Piff is is a great comedian slash magician. Okay. Um, I didn't know what that is. On, he's been on some of those uh like the is those reality a, shows where they try to find a comedian or a magician. I think he's been it's on a marijuana reference. Does he like, is he kind of like a alternate alternative dragon that smokes a lot of doja? No, Piff no, I think he's just one of the terms yeah, used he, for that. Oh, well, I'm unfamiliar with that. One. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think it's just, that's the name of his guy and he happens to look a lot like stuff. And there's right. sounds a lot like stuff. He's British, I believe. So yeah, he's not even or Australian. Oh, that's a whole other lexicon that I can't even, he's, yeah, he's I don't know even... what they do over there. They're zany. They are zany. <laughs> so they should be, I would love to be, I think there's probably outside of court cousins night. There would be no other night that I would rather be there than for, the uh because we I, i've got big i've got big mascot energy and i think you do too peach because right. we're right. just we're zany we like to have a good time you give us a trampoline i'm getting on that sucker right like, well, i've actually mascotted my friend yeah, and, oh, at the yeah, high school yeah. and collegiate level so huge i mean you hear that ladies huge mascot energy over on jason <laughs> all right huge mascot energy <laughs> <laughs> Come see my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Court Cousins Night, March 21st. Anyways, um, this one less zany, less zany, more disrespectful. This is an NBA topic here. Kevin Durant um, just saw this on ESPN app. This is from Sports Center here. 
like some Dallas Mavericks, and this is in your backyard now, so you defend the defend this piece. Apparently, yeah, these are my neighbors calling him a, a ba, a bitch ass, or some something along those lines. Now, th- this is not okay with me. I, I, you and I, we love a good cajole. Like we're gonna we're gonna get in there. We're gonna we're gonna throw down some hilarious trash talk, but it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be funny it's not going to be insulting i'm not going to insult anyone or demean anybody with my trash talk i'm going to say things that are stupid and just to be be funny that if someone and you're this you're you're my idol for this peach if someone's running by an athlete they'd more just like turn their head and laugh at it and shake their head as opposed to be upset right well, that originated for me back at UVM basketball games, uh, yelling a number of things, but usually hot cheese soup while they were shooting a free throw. Uh, That's because your trademark. Why the hell? <laughs> well, well, I mean, a lot of times they hear it and they just think, "Why hot cheese soup?" It gets, it just doesn't. It's strange, right? Did you have but an then, ice like percentage on that? Did you keep stats on your uh, ice it percentage? Was, it was pretty strong. I didn't keep a track <laughs> on that one because some some players like hot cheese soup, so it right. motivated. Oh, so then okay. I'd have to think about, all right, what doesn't this guy like? So I'd be mm. like, long division, chemistry 101. <laughs> like so start to get into like his class mindset. Like, oh, oh shoot, I got a big paper due or something. Like, <laughs> so you got to really get in there, but do it clean, right? Like don't work blue. Right. The only way I work blue is if I'm wearing a jersey like this. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I think it's really just about uh, trying to keep it somewhat respectful. But I do like to talk trash at players, and mm. I don't think – that fans should stop being able to talk trash at players. Now, if, mm. if, if a fans like this in this situation were said something like, fuck you, Kevin Durant, I'm going to eat your family. All right. <laughs> that's crossing the line. And if Kevin Durant's then worried for his safety or his family's safety, all right, you get these people removed and it's fine. But, yeah. but if they call you a bitch and you walk by and you feel like you got to stop and talk about it, guess what you are a bitch like that's uncalled for for you to like hey fans are at a game they're gonna say shit keep moving that's part of what you get you're a paid professional if they just call you a bitch that's just like all right that's not a creative taunt by them i'm not backing up what they said they could have come up with something better but like keep it moving you're kevin durant you're above these people you gave these people a moment now by stopping to talk to them instead of walking by and then we wouldn't know who these freaking people are like there's a little bit that is on the person who takes the thing in that kind of has to deflect some of this stuff off hmm. stop kicking fans out of the game for saying every little thing they pay a ticket price to come in and you are the gladiators on the court they're allowed to kind of say whatever they want they can't throw stuff at you and you know within reason they shouldn't be working blue in front of children and stuff like that i mean there's a line working but blue. like let let's go ahead and, and and get a spine here nba players let's stop kicking everybody out for everything else you get labeled with this soft no. you know label which by the way kevin durant's always been labeled with that soft label and then you go ahead and do something as charmony soft as this keep <laughs> it moving bro why do you waste your time with those people uh, i uh, <laughs> that's a i appreciate points of your take and that's an amazing Charmin riff. However, I couldn't disagree with you more on this piece. I mean, I I actually respected what Kevin Durant did and going and talking to them and kind of humanizing him because himself with them because immediately, obviously, they retracted it. Hey, if you, if I, on the flip side, if you're a fan and you can't say something and then not be ready for someone else to another man to come up to you and say say it again to me then you probably shouldn't be saying it either. And that fan's face changed immediately when he saw, oh, shit. Like, that's a human being I just said that to. 
ah, and now, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Durant. I, I didn't mean to, sir. Like, come on, bro. You're kind of a bitch too, you know? So that's why I don't, yeah, sure. I, and maybe this is some middle school teacher coming out of me, but I think it's just as good and more effective and way more fun to do it like we do it. Cause you said like, there's always some kids around too. It's just hateful language. I, I don't think it's necessary, but I mean, you have a fair point in that, like, yeah, it's kind of comes with the role, I guess. I don't know why it needs to, but it is the reality of being a pro athlete. You're in stadiums where some of that like passion that comes out as male anger, because it is a male dominated thing, right? This is like a male centric yeah. sports, like men are coming to watch and some guys have their freaking heart in this whole thing. So expletives may be a part of it and you do have to be okay with that to a certain extent so i i see i see both sides here but i, I don't know i'm the, down with the fan I, down I, on the fan that's those great well look i don't want to make it seem like i stick it up for these particular fans because yeah. i think these fans are stupid like, <laughs> but but like go ahead and ask the bulls what they thought of when they were on their run i'm get they and guessing they caught a bunch of hate from fans what about the yeah. detroit pistons they were the bad boys they wanted you to hate them i'm sure they heard their fair share of stuff the celtics yeah. when they were rolling in with larry bird and kevin McHale. i mean those guys heard it you didn't hear them talking about shit you didn't hear them kicking people out they played the game they were professionals and they ignored that crap and they moved on with their lives you know what i mean like yeah. there needs to be a little bit more of that stop mm -hmm. focusing on what is going on out there and stay focused on the game yeah, it's not necessarily too much to ask. Um, okay, next one. Let's get back to some magic stuff. This thing has been catching lots of viral energy. It's the song, Orlando Magic. Orlando, hold on. I think I have it here. I'm coming in. There it is. The classic song has been going all around the internet on TikTok. Peach has the original CD there. That's amazing. I'm playing it right now, Peach. I know you can't probably hear it. but Well, that's Mike Doliak and Matt Harpering on the back. That's oh. I know it's an old one. <laughs> <laughs> but I I knew this. I don't know this gentleman, this like famous streamer that everyone, it got like reposted by the Orlando Magic. That's and Ninja. Ninja, yeah. I'm not familiar with him. What made this real for me, and here comes, here we go. Orlando Magic, Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Yeah, if you're not familiar with the song by now, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but what made it real for me, Peach, is my kids, my students are doing it. And they know that I like the Orlando Magic, so they're hamming it up a little extra. I think it's like becoming a little more than it might in the school. But to see kids who wouldn't like mention the Magic, they're just kind of like hanging out in homeroom and they're like, Orlando Magic, Orlando. Like they're just grooving to it. It's great. It's brilliant. And I don't know if Tony in marketing, who's like their film media guy, was responsible for this, but all the edits that they've done over the years, editing absurd videos that don't match up with the song to create a really funny experience. It's They've been doing it for a while, and now it's catching on um, in big ways. And Giving the Orlando Magic at the right time, by the way, when we have a star who was just in the All-Star game, some momentum amongst younger kids who are maybe trying to figure out what team they want to play. This is cool, man. This is cool to get yep. this energy around the team. So shout out to big round of applause to whoever in the Orlando Magic media department was uh, doing all that. Nice job. 
Yeah, we, we've used them as a, a comparison beforehand, but this kind of reminds me of the way everyone jumped on the light the beam bandwagon last right. year for the Sacramento Kings. Where yeah. It seems like, oh, now we got a thing, and it's getting people to notice that, oh, yeah, they're down there, they're doing stuff, mm-hmm. they're in the mainstream, and it's cool. And you know what? This song for me, I had this on a cassette a long time ago before this came <laughs> out, uh, and I wore that cassette down. I think I had two different ones at one point because that thing came out in the early 90s. That thing was around at the beginning of the t- the beginning of the team, and I used to play that thing on a loop. They used to play that for the for the player intros right. back in the 90s. So I mean, like this song's not it's been around for a long time, and all of a sudden it's like everyone just kind of dusted it off and was like, Oh, this, this is, is nice, and this is back. And guess who else is the team? Right. So check it out, check it out, everybody. Get on board. Glad you're there. Glad we're now on MP3s and off the CDs. But you know, whatever gets people doing it, I think you should t- I think you should tell all your kids in the classroom that if they get that like slap a slap a test down, they got a hundred on or something like that. Oh. And just boom, hit the song. Yeah, so just that way reward for the victory. <laughs> I'll I'll do that. I was actually thinking maybe I thought you were going to say I should make it a question on a test, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll don't do that too. No, you don't want to prompt them to play the song. Oh yes, and that has been kind of what's happening in the post game interviews. Adam Papa Papa Papa, Papa Giorgio, sorry, Adam Papa Giorgio uh, writes on Twitter. I am imploring the Orlando Magic. Magic PR, Bailey uh, Magic, to please stop asking the players in post-game victory interviews to say, play the song. After the interview, have Kendra or Dante say, okay, guys, play the song. Either the players will jump in too or not. It has been a little awkward. It feels like no one ran it by the players first or kind of maybe they didn't give them the vision of it and really Mm -hmm. sell it to them well because the first few times – and as it's been early on here, the guys just don't seem enthusiastic or they seem confused. They're like, play, play the song. You know, Dante's like, oh, all right. So Moritz, you, why don't you tell him to play the song? And Moritz is like, okay, play the song. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, Moritz, I, I'm, I'm underselling Moritz. He gave a little bit more energy. I think as the guys understand it more and buy into it, kind of like the Sacramento Kings players last year with the light, the beam, maybe it can Mm -hmm. become more of a rallying cry, even for the team and more of an anthem, even for those guys. And so it would feel definitely much better as Adam Papa Giorgio is saying is don't let's not force it. And hopefully the guys adopt it and start saying it in post-game interviews because it would be fun. It still would. I think it's a good idea. I'll check back all of time. Started probably in middle school, high school. If stuff's pushed, mm. it's not cool. It has right. to come organically. Yes. No different here. Yes. Good point. Good point. Okay. So we haven't, I mean, it's been a while since uh, we've gotten on the pod because and we haven't talked about this actually, which is the mm. Shaq Jersey retirement. We talked a little bit about how we felt it going up, but yep. I mean, it's been a buzz. I just have, you know, the quickest of comments. I just don't understand. You know, that's all. I just need a little explanation, Peach, about why. Well, they've, they've used the old magic font for the Shaq logo at the bottom. For everything then, on this night. For and everything then gone ahead. Yeah, for everything gone around it. And then yeah. all of a sudden, they just were like, let's go ahead and throw up a jersey style with a number that he never wore. <laughs> what is happening? That doesn't make any sense. Whenever you retire a player's jersey, it sh- it should be the font of the font he wore at the time. Go in any arena, that's what you'll see. The team was green and blue. It's green and blue. Then they changed to red and yellow. It's red and yellow. They keep it consistent. 
Shaq never wore this particular jersey. Not, I mean, this would have been a throw ahead for him. It would have been impossible for him to wear it. It's, it's not like now when our players wear a throwback, it's like, all right, well, they did wear that for one season or for a few oh, games. Oh, what if, you know, what this, if, Pish, this couldn't have happened. What if, like, Mac McClung at the dunk contest instead, like, took this jersey out and put it on Peach, or put it on Peach, put it on Shaq? You know, then he would have worn it. If he had a version, all right, maybe. But, like, at least that way we could have said he wore it. He wore it. it. Right now, he, he wore it zero times ever. And that's the font you decide to go with. And it, that's, that's kind of weird. I also, I know that they had to put the the numbers of years he played there underneath it, but it makes it it lessens it for me. It, it almost feels like a little passive aggressive. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Maybe. only yeah. four years though. Only four years. Right. He's gonna be the first one up, but we're gonna make it clear that maybe other players were here for longer. I'm I'm cool with that. If you want to have their tenure down there, I know some people are disagreeing with yeah, it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, but you should. I, look, most most do. I may the thinking, the only thinking I can understand for this is they want them all to be the same and they're not going to have them different. So they're just kind of picking a, you know, one design for all of them. But no, if you're, if they're going to do that, make it the old original one, make it the like pinstripe right. that everybody loves. Right. Yeah. Cause no one likes this number font. No one's ever <laughs> liked this number font. No one in the magic community has ever asked for this font. It's just the one that's been thrown at them and right. we have it on everything. And I'm guessing that you're runs or owns the team they must like it too because they're like oh yeah that's the one right there baby that's it like yeah. so, so they sat in a meeting and they approved this thing before it went up they're like oh yeah that design's amazing it's amazing no one said anything <laughs> like, i'm just no <laughs> they need to go back when they were doing those focus groups with the fans uh a couple years ago i remember al from uh sick um uh, orlando magic hq was talking about how he was asked in to give some feedback Keep doing that, Magic. Um, oh, this one's good. This one's good, Peach. Someone that's been missing is Jet Howard. Uh, it seems the only posts that we get from the Orlando Magic about Jet Howard are those the same one that says the Jet Howard has been reassigned to the Osceola Magic. And it's the same picture, and Orlando Magic just sends it out from their Twitter. Um, so it's nice to get some other content. Well, God wanted to give some other content about Well, God. And this is a meme here of you know a scary moment for a young person when you turn out the lights dad jet howard is hitting no look threes from under my bed and papa goes under there to see why the fuck is he still in the g league and not here <laughs> yeah i guess i uh i don't know I've, i think i've changed my tune on this whole concept because you know, there, there's a lot of guys, and we talked about it a little bit with Caleb Houston last year, where it's like, hey, if they're not going to get minutes with us right now, get that minutes somewhere else. Because clearly right. he wasn't really ready mm -hmm. to join us and thought he needed some more seasoning. So I'm glad he's down there lighting it up. I don't expect him to come to our team and light it up if we brought him up tomorrow. You know, yeah. so I think he's getting some reps that are in there and you know, yeah, it would be nice to have a sharpshooter out there on the floor. I don't know if he's at that spot yet, but it's nice to think that there could be that in the future. So I'm kind of more of a little bit like I've given up on this now. Obviously, we could have had two <laughs> players that were going to really contribute, maybe perhaps start. And obviously, that ship has sailed. So I'm sort of just like, what do we do now? Well, AB is getting enough time with us. Jet may not. So might as well get the minutes down there. And, you know, if something happens and we need him, I like that there's something else to look forward to from him because right now there was just been a lot of like, oh, why aren't you here? Why why aren't these two top picks 
contributing more, but like, you know, they're very young. They have plenty of time to get better. So I'm, I'm, I'm being more patient with them. Yeah. Peach. I, I agree. I agree totally with you on this. Um, it, it feels maybe this way too, because the team has been shooting the lights out like the last 10 games. So the need for three point shooting doesn't feel as dire as it did in, I don't know, like, what was it? January, end of December, when we were just losing with guys out and rotations all jacked up and we're shooting like 31% from as a team and last in the league because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, this is a guy that we thought could do that, but you know, what's it, what minutes is he going to be getting on the Orlando magic right now? Just looking at, you know, Anthony black, let's see where are his stats here. Anthony black, who you mentioned, who is getting a little bit of burn with, Markel being out for the year is averaging 18 minutes, which is pretty damn good. But he's not taking those minutes. You know, that's good. But right now, Jet Howard is playing 32 minutes in the G League and taking taking 10 three-point attempts, making 3.8 of them, shooting 37% from beyond the arc. Like, isn't this exactly why we were excited about the G League and the NBA a few years ago, making the relationship more clear and consistent and really making the G League the farm system mm-hmm. for direct NBA teams so that we could do this. Because a guy who maybe isn't quite ready on the defensive side of the ball or is still getting acclimated to even the distance of the three-point line, although it appears he's doing pretty damn well with that, can get 32 minutes in a professional setting. He's still getting his money. Like I know he's probably bummed about being in the G League, but life ain't too bad for Jet Howard. Um, and he'll be up here. He'll be up here soon. Like if it's not at the end of this year, there's space. Gary Harris is on an expiring deal. Do we bring him back? That's a spot that Jet Howard. Th- some of those minutes can be for Jet. You know what happens with Markel Fultz or you know Chuma Okeke, who ha- doesn't really see any minutes, but that's just like another roster spot that yeah. might be open. Same thing with Admiral and Kevon Harris. So the the bench might get a little, you know, might have some more room for Jet, and and really it's just about the minutes because we don't want him sitting there like Chuma Okeke getting no burn. So. We'll see what happens. Caleb Houston is a team option, I believe, next year. So these are some of the things that I'm not really worried that he'll come up. Would I like to see him up with the big squad? Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. But, hey, I I trust in this front office, and if they want to bring – and this coaching staff, and if they want to bring him along slowly, that's the right move. Did I do it so well you have nothing to add? Well, I went first on that topic, so I was ready to move on. But yeah, I, I think Let's move uh, on. No, I'm think, just fucking with you. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> we did it. All right. Um, let's go on to this guy. I mean, gotta mention Moritz Wagner played a huge game the other night. Let me bring up his slide. Here it is. And this is this post is from Francharo, which Franz is a great name. Franz Charo, great name. <laughs> I'm so ready for Moritz Effin Wagner Wagner. I said Wagner. Wow. Um, Moritz Effin Wagner to be the most hated man in Milwaukee, New York, Cleveland, Boston, or whomever we face in the postseason. Dying laughing emoji with Moritz telling everyone, shh, be quiet. Yeah. Oh, this is an old photo because he does not have the mustache here. 
True. True. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love this post because I said this on our last wrap up um, that I was excited for him to become one of those guys that everyone around the league now knows and hates, mm-hmm. you know, like that guy that you hate, you'd like him on your team, but he's not on your team and he's hustling. He's not a household name. He'll be like, Oh, Franz Wagner has a brother. Cause Franz Wagner is not still not a household name. It's right, some households, right, right, right. but he should be. So once I learn that he's got a brother, people are going to be confused, but he's going to be one of the guys that is, I think, a kind of a breakout star from whatever we get to do in the postseason. Cause you know, that guy is going to go hard. He always goes hard, but if yeah. it's playoff time, he's particularly going to go hard. And if he knows he can get in someone's shorts for at least four games in a row, he is bringing the noise. My guy, he's going to piss some people off and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. When you say star, you're meaning like that role player star that kind of always emerges in a series. Yeah. That, yeah, Always. like like the guys who got like Gabe Vincent on the Heat last year who got paid. You know, Max Struess, these guys who played a big role kind of broke out. We talked about on the last show, like, oh man, does that mean Moritz is gonna be wanting more money? I mean, he's got it. He's so nicely contracted for the team, a team friendly deal, right. eight million dollars a year. That's pretty awesome. Um, there was a lot of buzz about Moritz as sixth man of the year at the beginning of the year, along with Cole Anthony. Um, mostly from magic fans but that's fine no nah, well it was it was other other <laughs> yeah maybe but um you know he was playing like it he was in that pool of names that were mm-hmm. being talked about and then it kind of went cold as the injuries happened and just the inconsistencies with the rotation the consistencies in the rotation are helping moritz wagner tremendously he played his best game of the season arguably against the Cavs. it's also helping cole if the bench can kind of return with Moritz leading the way um, and Cole, that's going to be huge for the Orlando Magic. You look at that Cleveland game where our bench just dominated. Like our starters didn't play well, but the team can have the ability to win games when the bench just so outplays and outtalents the other team because there's not a lot of teams that go as deep with good average above average NBA players like we do. Like there's no throwaway got minutes really at the end of our bench even right now. Like we were just talking about Jet, Jet Howard can't crack minutes and he was the number 11 overall pick. So this is good to see more it's going in this way. Oh, I'm so happy of the Wonder Kid. He's so good. <laughs> Had to get He's going to get German. He's going to always going to get German on you if he can. Uh, all right, so we have to talk about it, Pish. I know you don't like talking about hypotheticals. We have to. We, there... we have to. They, they made us. They forced us. Look, here's the deal. When somebody comes out with a hypothetical or an idea, all right, I'll see a post. I'll be like, okay, all right. I look, I'm, I'm willing to go entertain it for one to five seconds, okay. and then we should move on. But unfortunately, this idea that Clay Thompson is going to join the Orlando Magic will not go away. And I'm tired of everybody go ahead and, and talking about it. You're keeping it in the news cycle. It shouldn't keep popping up in my feed. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I like these guys and I normally like their take. But Maddie and Luke are just continuing this narrative wow. and continuing to talk about it. And, and I'm saying, knock it off. Stop talking about it. Look, first of all, he can't come to the team this season. So this right. is an off-season thing. And guess what happens in the off-season in basketball? Not much. So why don't you save this stuff for them? Because right now there's actual stuff <laughs> ah. to talk about. Plus, Clay is playing for another team. We've right. got a team. You're yeah. slapping them in the face by talking about, hey, how great could it be if we got this other guy? Right. Just knock it off with all that talk right now. Save it for the once the season's done. 
bring it forth. But to have this much of this particular idea where he's, I've seen him in almost every inclination of our jersey at this point, or even carrying a duffel bag with a logo on it. Like, knock it off. Like, get something else to do. Like, uh, if, if the magic in season right now isn't enough to entertain you, do you even care? Like, what's are you not entertained? Yeah, what's up? Um, I love it, Peach. I I appreciate your take. And I, I agree for for different reasons too. Like the way that the reason I hate this so much is it's just very clear that we're being used as leverage by this by Clay's agent, you know, just trying to get some buzz going early to get his his guy more money on the free agent market. And mm-hmm. and we're playing right into it. We're playing right into it. We're we're going on the date with with the girl who's just trying to get her ex boyfriend jealous. Like we're we're going to that location. We're just playing right into it. And I don't like being the new guy, you know, for a number of reasons because I just don't think it's it's not realistic. Even in the off season, like, do we really want to pay? He turned down a like fifty two year fifty two to three million dollar deal with the Golden State Warriors, the team where he has so much love and affection from the fans and connection to. So that means we're gonna pay him thirty million dollars a year. Do we like? I don't know. There's more other things I want to do with thirty million dollars a year besides get Clay Thompson. But you know, Maddie's world says if the corpse of Joe Ingles has big impact on this team, I don't see why Wash Clay won't. You know, a little. I don't know why it needs to be. You know, why Joe Ingles is catching strays over here because he's been playing pretty damn well, shooting the rock for forty percent in the last ten games or so. So, you know, it's just. It doesn't seem like what a young team would want to do, and we're playing right into the hands of Clay Thompson um, and his agent. And the other thing is, like, as I, whenever I need like balance and good information, I go to zero one two three on Twitter, Magic twenty four seven. He's saying, you know, in his opinion, if the Magic are going to spend long term money in free agency, there are a bunch of other options. That could be way friendlier to the team. That could do some of the th- same things that Clay's going to do. He's not defending at a high level like he used to anymore. He's not creating as much off the dribble. So we just like we're talking about adding shooters. He says De'Anthony Melton, uh, Gary Trent Jr., Malik Monk, Tyus Jones, Buddy Heald. These guys are all free agents or restricted free agents, I believe, and are gettable for way less than thirty million dollars a year. So let's go with some of that. Also, better on our age timeline. <laughs> Two good positives about this thing, because I'm going to go ahead and put a positive spin on this. Okay. One is is that Orlando is being seen as a destination for free agents. Okay, right? I like that. Just the mere fact that a good star player would consider going to Orlando is a step in the right direction for us, mm. just in the conversation. So, okay. you know, all right. I don't know if that. he's considering and it. And number okay. two, yeah. number two, if you really want me to entertain this, I'm just saying, okay. splash cousins, it's, <laughs> it's there. Splash cousins? <laughs> why splash cousins he, he, you want him to join the show is that what you're... he's one of the splash brothers yeah so are you he obviously enjoy family the... being part of basketball i'm saying he could be part of splash cousins and we'll make a new podcast with clay thompson i mean i haven't workshopped all the ideas but it's a great name <laughs> <laughs> all right i don't know if i'm on board but you know you know pitch it we'll do, we'll do a pitch and we'll, we can talk about it when Clay Thompson comes, because he's definitely coming, Peach. All right? He's coming. For sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for your posts about our beloved Orlando Magic. Again, 
Maybe we got to do a, like a mailbag where we ask everyone to add us and send us like a take that they want to get out and want to hear our take on. And that would be fun in honor of Jay's pops or step pops. I'm not sure, but the mailman with the mail segment, that'd be fun. Mm. So at court underscore cousins, uh, let's get that going. Send us things and maybe we'll end up on the show. Next piece. You ready for the next thing? Uh, yes. Yeah, statistically, I've always been ready when you've asked. So let's okay. continue to run that. Well, yeah. I just want to check. You know, it's always <laughs> good to get consent. You know, I want joyful consent. Yeah. Um, what are we going into next? Oh, that's right. It's starter backup and bench. So this is the part of the show where we'll give each other some options and then have to rank them in, uh, you know, greatest to least or best to worst. However, the phrase, you know, sometimes is a little different. So here we go. Most uh, recently, Peach, and I know you watched it on review, uh, replay incessantly, I went on Bleacher Report and did a 30-minute segment on my five keys to the second half success. It was, I think it was five keys to second half success for the Orlando Magic. Two of them were players, so we'll keep those out for another starter back of a bench. But I am going to give you three options. What do you think is your starter back of a bench most important uh, oops, that's not the right thing. Here we go. M- most important keys to the Magic second half success is it defensive intensity? Yes. Uh, internal development with just mostly focus on shooting. I talked about just like believing in our guys to continue to consistently shoot well from beyond the arc, and, or points in the paint slash getting to the line. So defensive intensity, yeah. internal development with our shooting three point and points in the paint, getting to the line. How would you rank those, sir? Uh, well, I think it's probably the order in which you spouted them out there. I think okay. for me, it's about defensive intensity. I think that's what starts a lot of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, it can lead to a lot of fast break points, which are easy for anyone, no matter what level of development they are. If you're in the NBA, the fast break is a much easier way to score. It's cookies. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to go with the internal development with the shooting next because I feel like uh, like last game I saw Jalen just do a couple of pull-up shots mm-hmm. like for two, and it was like, ooh, look at that. That's old-school NBA. Like You don't see that a lot anymore, like guys just taking a long two because they're open. You know, like I think the, the guys we have on the team can be that shooting we're looking for, mm-hmm. but we're always looking to get to the bucket almost too much really good at it but it sometimes seems like we're not focused on getting a guy an open look that's not really a part of our offensive scheme so i mean points in the paint is important but i'm making it my bench on this one because points on the paint it it does depend on who's refereeing the game how hard are the guys going a lot of guys inside now get very passive and just let people have baskets you can't bank on that but you can bank on that defensive intensity and having your shooters get better so I think I'm just going to put them in that order, but it doesn't mean that points in the paint aren't important. That's obviously something we do very well already. I think that's why I'm not worried about it as much, but the getting the line is that's something different. That's, that's kind of its own thing. Okay. Okay. I think, I think I agree with you uh, on defensive intensity being number one. I think that, you know, there's, it's no secret. We're, we're rarely the team that's going to light up the scoreboard because we just don't take as many threes as other teams, but we still win games with our defense. And right now on the season, the Orlando Magic are sitting in 
fifth place in terms of defensive rating in the league. So a top five defense. And I think as long as we maintain that top five defense, we can win games and be problems for people in the postseason. Because I, I like you did make a point about the fast breaks, but the game also slows down a little bit in the postseason. I think defense becomes even more important. So I think that mm -hmm. favors the team. So that's going to be my starter for sure. I think my backup is going to be – Hmm. I'll, for this year, for this year at least, points in the paint and getting to the line. Um, in terms of free throw attempts for the season, the Orlando Magic are third in the NBA. And that has been absolutely crucial to the identity of the team and the identity particularly of Paolo Bancaro, the superstar or the star uh, of this squad. Where we get, we normally win points in the paint and we win at the line, and with our defense, that's enough to get us over. So that would be my backup. You know, It's interesting to me, we, we had a, a meme about Scott Foster that we didn't intend, that we decided not to include because of some of his zany calls or from that crew in the Cavs game, like the, the technical on Moritz and Paulo not getting to the line at all. Uh, and that's happened. We've had both Paulo and Franz have gone for high 30 burgers without a single free throw attempt. And if you would have asked me that at the beginning of the year, I would have told you you're crazy because something that Paulo has been really good at is getting to the line. Um, and so right now in the past, what is this, 10 games, the Magic are more towards the middle of the league in free throw attempts. And I've just kind of been noticing a little trend down in how much we've been getting to the line. And I think it's a really important aspect of our game. So I'm watching it and I would label it a key to success in the second half of the year and in the playoffs. And I guess so that would mean that internal development with the shooting would be the bench. I guess that seems, that seems crazy. So maybe you were right. Um, maybe it's because I've kind of always believed in the, in the shooting of a lot of the guys that are there. It just, we've been kind of injured and now we're getting consistent. Jalen Suggs's shot always looked good to me. Gary Harris, we've seen what he can do. I mean, Joe Ingles, I knew he wasn't going to shoot like shit all year. So Guys are just doing what they normally do. I guess the biggest surprise with this internal development has been Wendell Carter Jr., who's the best three-point shooter by average. And, I mean, talk about spacing the floor. That That's pretty important to to that, to have a center that can do that. I know we like big man shit here on this show, but if your yeah. main guys are Franz and Paolo who do damage in the paint, having a center who can step out and has to be respected from there is a big help. So that's how I would go. Let us know how you would rank these. What are your biggest keys to our Orlando Magic success going into the second half of the year? I guess less than half. We only got, what, like 30 games left? Yeah, first 50, we got 32. What, what are your keys to success for the last 42.5% of the year? Those are Let good us, keys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, let's go. This one's a little – this one's just kind of – more fun, but magic related. Uh, we're going to be going down there. I got the Airbnb piche and my plane tickets with Nadra today. And we're going down Wednesday, the 20th. So we're going to be there till Sunday. I think you'll be there. Are you going to stay longer this time again? Or what are you going to do? If I stay longer, it's just to fly out on Monday. Cause it's cheaper. That's okay. about it. 
And okay. also, like, I, when I was looking at it, for some reason, if I wanted to fly out on Sunday, it wasn't that much more expensive, but I would have to, like, make one or two stops instead of it being a direct flight. So I was Ooh. like, maybe I'll just wait a day and just do the one direct. So, okay. Well, let me know if you want me to extend the Airbnb. So uh, if no, don't worry about that. If, if I do, I'll do a hotel for one night if I got to. Okay. Or maybe you can crash on a generous second cousin's couch out there <laughs> in a guest bedroom, perhaps. <laughs> so this one, since we're going down and we're hoping to see all you second cousins there, get the ticket link in the description. What are you most looking forward to? Give me a ranking of Orlando activities, starter backup bench. Are we going to include the games? Is that included? I, I I'm not, but okay. they're all on right. there. Okay, all right. <laughs> they're available. I mean, it could be, yeah, right. It wow. Could so be, you're telling they... me that the games aren't your starter? Nope. He's fraudulent. <laughs> He's fraudulent, well, ladies and gentlemen. I think at this point, like you know, we've been to games, we've seen things. I think if I but was going to enjoy something, Cousins Night, it would it would be that part of it, but okay. not so much the game itself. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I like you know I'm I'm about like sometimes new experiences or or checking out something that's different and new. So for me, uh, I think the uh, the starter has got to be Star Wars World. We've been talking Ooh. about that for a couple of years. Yes. We didn't do it last year. I have since heard lots of great things from many people whose opinion I respect. It's I've been told it's a must and it's, it's on the list for us to this year. So that, that for me is my starter uh, at the backup, but not too far behind is the food. Last year we did a thing with mm -hmm. tacos, mm -hmm. finding lots of great spots for tacos. I still think about those tacos. I'm not gonna lie. I can taste them right now. I can remember these places. I kind of want to uh, go back to some of those places. I also want to try some new ones. Okay. So I'm, I'm here for that. Like, cause my, my, since I've lived in Texas, my, my, Mexican cuisine. Oh, your palate are higher. is expanding. It's higher now. Okay. So, so <laughs> and I will still, I will still fuck with a Jack of the Box taco. Okay. A while, though, but I know they're garbage. You haven't lost your roots. You haven't <laughs> lost your roots. I'm proud of you. Right. Right. Uh, and I think, I think on the bench, I'm going to put, uh, Having an itinerary. <laughs> so right now, I have been emailed an itinerary from your lovely wife, <laughs> and I don't like having an itinerary. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that's just sort of a maybe, perhaps. There's a lot of stuff on there. I'm going to be like, Ooh, I'm on the bench for this one. I'm not going. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, Kayaking and clear kayaks isn't on your list, Peach? Not on my list. Uh, it'd be something that, like, if I had to take a clear kayak to get across a body of water, I'd do it. But like, it's not something I would seek out. It does sound like a good date activity. That right. seems like something for you guys. Right, right. I mean, right. I would totally do it if I was mm -hmm. on a date. But to go along with you and her on that seems awkward. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just gonna just gonna bow out on that one. <laughs> Peesh, stop hitting my oar with your oar. <laughs> Uh, all right where, where, what is yeah. your uh what is your orlando trip starter backup bench you know i i don't know how specific i can be on account of uh i don't have the greatest memory so let me know things that we're missing i guess this segment is really just a cry for help let us know what we should be hitting <laughs> when we go down there um put it in the comments places because the number one thing i'm most interested in or most excited for always when i go places is food like i'm a food That's tourist I plan my days around food if I'm able. Um, and so we ate at a couple really good restaurants, as you said last time. So let us give us some recommendations. I especially like that one place that we went. It was a little bougie, but I definitely want to take Nadra there 
it was good drinks and and food and i don't remember what it was so i'm gonna try to find it but yeah, i know were... where it is <laughs> okay you do yeah you could drop me at the stadium and i could walk us right there i know where it is okay perfect yeah we ate at some really good places so i'm definitely excited about the cuisine um i think star wars world well, is gonna be my my backup i'm pumped about that um but it's also expensive it's also freaking expensive so that's crazy. I mean, I should have prefaced this by saying the games are my number one thing that I'm looking forward to and hanging out with people. Um, so that's before any of this. And then the last thing I... Well, that's the reason for going. So it's kind of right. like, obviously. Right, right. Um, and what's going to be the last thing? I don't know. Kayaking and clear kayaks? Hitting... Is that on the bench? On the Crossing horse. <laughs> no. Oh, isn't it going to a beach? I saw that on the you know, No, you, you know, know it is guy. the bench, and this is a fun activity, so it's not even really a bench. I'm excited to scooter around, scoot myself around, man. Oh, good call. Good call. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, you know, we're we're kind of in the burbs where, where I live. I didn't see it, you know, where you were at. We don't have the scooters, yeah. but we're staying in downtown Orlando where they have, like, the little lime scooters, and it's a pretty – it's a nice little downtown area to be able to get around with. So I'm I'm excited to scoop myself over from our Airbnb to, to good food to not to Star Wars World because we learned that we tried to scoot too far. Ooh, too far. We, we too tried far. to scoot too far last time. We went to the, we tried to scooter to the convention center last year, and our our scooters just started sputtering on us. I'm like my mine just started dying, and we're just out in kind of the middle of nowhere. It go Orlando definitely goes from, you know. You got your city, your suburbs, and then there's just nothing for a little. There's some space there. Swamp. Yeah, there, there was some <laughs> space around the arena. Or the, what was the? Is that the Orange Bowl over there? The old Orange Bowl, and we were just, weren't we ski uh, liming by that? <laughs> what? Were you in Miami or Miami's got the no. Orange Bowl? No. Oh, okay. What is it? It's called like the Camper Park. It's a Citrus Bowl. The it's citru- completely different. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay fuck all right sorry it's it's the orange county orange county it's yeah it, it includes limes and lemons yeah it does <laughs> okay we've probably spent far too much time talking about scooters all right um <laughs> uh, let's move on to an actual orlando magic uh theme starter backup and bench this one similar to team expectations this one uh, you can interpret two different ways player you're most excited or interested to watch in the second half of the year, Peach. I I got a bunch of players here, but you can kind of do what what are your three top yeah. players of sorts? Well, normally when you do these, you only have three to choose from. So mm-hmm. if you put somebody on the bench, that's the person that you're sliding. But in this case, the uh, three that we select are are the three most that we want to see, basically. I guess, or maybe you can throw some slight shade if you put some on the bench. It's like Maybe that's. I wasn't gonna. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. I know it's gonna shock you, but I wasn't gonna. Wow. I wasn't gonna do that. Okay. That was not the way I was gonna go. I, I think for me, it's it's pretty easy. It's not sexy, uh, but it is true. I'm gonna go with uh, Paulo and Franz as my mm. one. I'm gonna go with Franz first, and then go with Paulo second. I'm interested to see if Franz can become more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, some games, it seems like he disappears a little, Okay, uh, like to see him be a little bit more consistent around the 20 point mark. Uh, also 
next would be Paulo. I'd like to see it's the, you know, the, towards the end of his second year, is he going to still be able to keep producing at the same level? I feel like he will. I'm not mm-hmm. worried about it, but that's something I want to watch. And on third, I'm actually going to go with J.I. here um, because I, I just want to watch him play more, right? Like, I mean, I've talked about it ad nauseum on this. I just want to see him play more. I'm impressed by his defensive prowess when he plays. He, he feels like a liability on offense sometimes to me. He seems like he has no touch around the rim. But his defense is so good and the way he can lock guys down. If he can just stay on the court and play more, he's going to become important for us at playoff time. I just know he's going to end up guarding one of the team's best you know, offensive threats. So I need to make sure that he's going to be able to be there. And I know that does lend itself against what I want, which is to see him play because mm-hmm. they're going to keep resting him to make sure he's good for that. But if I can't see him play a bunch of consecutive games with a bunch of consecutive minutes, why should I believe that he'll be able to do it once the playoffs start? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the other thing that I really kind of want to see happen as we go forward. So those, that's my three. It's not sexy, but that's that's how I feel. No, what all right. You? I got Paulo one. He's going to be my starter. I think some of the reasons that I talked about earlier in the show, his, his free throw attempts are trending down a little bit. I'm interested to see how he reacts to that. I don't think he's going to be the type of guy that is going to start getting frustrated with referees. I think he'll stay the course, and then those those calls will come around again as people realize – yeah, I mean, this guy's a tank, but he's getting hacked on the way to the rim. Um, so I'm interested to also see if he can continue to shoot as well as he's been shooting from beyond the arc. I mean, he's crushing it this year from three, and um, it's I'm, I'm interested to see how he ends the year um, from beyond the arc. I'll, I'll be – what's I'm trying to bring up his stats right now. That's why I'm kind of stuttering about it here. Let's see. What is he, what is he on the year? Why do you not tell me on the year? Um, so I guess next would be my backup. He's shooting, sorry, 36 and a half, 36.7% from beyond the arc. That's about a 4% increase from last year. So can he still continue that prowess from beyond the arc and just seeing how his game develops? I could have Franz here, but I'm as my backup, but I'm going to go with Cole. I'm going to leave Franz off my list. Actually, I'm going to go with Cole. Um, he's someone who I wrote in orlandomagicdaily.com. Is going, was going through it, man. And he was the first to tell you that he was playing like shit. And that's one of the reasons I love Cole Anthony. He had a post, and I, I should have pulled it from uh, from X. I saw an, an interview where he said he was playing like doo-doo. And I love that he understands it. He's not shy about it. He faces it head on. He was, you know, the last guy in the gym getting up shots. So he's hardworking, working through it. And I just, I'm rooting for him. So that's why I'm... He's my backup. He is the guy that I'm second most excited to watch this year. And then I, on my bench, am going to, similar to you, Peach, where you had kind of like an injury question mark on your bench, I'm going to go with Markel Fultz. He is one of my favorite players to watch. I really think it's he's the ball, the, the basketball in this man's hands is poetry. I fun. love the way that he's able to to play. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm again, rooting for him. I want to see him get healthy by the end of the year and hopefully going into the playoffs. And I'm most interested because he's in a contract year. What happens with Markel Fultz here at the end of the year? You know, time will tell. So those are kind of the storylines, maybe more so than the players I'm interested in. Starter, Paulo, can he stay consistent? How does his game adjust if he's not getting all these calls? Then, um, 
Cole coming out of the slump, owning it head on, rooting for him. He's had some good games now. And then Markel Fultz. All right, so those are ours. Let us know what players and player storylines you're most excited to follow in the second half of the year. Again, it's not half. The last 32 games of the year. Uh, And again, shout out and thank you to all of our patrons over on our Patreon. It really helps to uh, make this show continue. Uh, We appreciate everything that you do to help this reach as many people as possible. And thank you for watching. Thank you for, you know, liking, subscribing and coming along with it. We with the show, we'd love to have you down in Orlando on Thursday, March 21st. The first 5 uh, people to order tickets online are going to get uh, entered into a, a Franz Apollo jersey giveaway. So you got a 1 in 5 shot. There's already two people that have bought tickets, so if you're one of the next 3 people, you're in there. All right. It's going to be a good time, Peach. I can't wait to get down there with you and the second cousins. Indeed. All right. You ready to uh, put a bow on this puppy? Bow it up. Well, hit the music, sir. Oh, stuff. You get it. <laughs> and here we go. Peace. You're up first. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about the Dallas trip down here. Obviously, we had some food. We went to a Stars game. You know, we. We went. We played a lot of video games. We got some jams back in. Mm-hmm. We really threw it back. Went to card shops. We yep. kind of we kind of threw it right back there. What was your favorite part overall of the Dallas trip, though? Um, it's. I think you already know it's coming, um, because I said in my Orlando, you know what I'm most looking forward to. I I said I I'm a food tourist. So right the first day we got there, Peach, we went to that spot. What was it called? Uh, uh, maybe a, Hutchins. Oh yeah, you know what? It was in the uh, maybe it was the cold open. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that place was so good. If you're in the Dallas, Texas area, that was the best barbecue I've ever had in my whole life. It was fantastic. There were definitely a lot of highlights. We got some awesome cards. Keep an eye out. We're gonna have to do a magic the card gathering soon, Peach. Maybe even before the end of the uh, the season to show off some of these new cards. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. The, the Dallas Stars game was a blast. Went into overtime, even though they lost, but that was freaking awesome. That arcade, great time, like just good times, man. Thank you so much for hosting me. Yeah, I think that Hutchins that might have been the best food I've ever eaten. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> That's it's that good. Fantastic. Um, and something that people have been asking you about, and I know nothing about, but I want, and I've heard kind of your take. A couple times but i want you to give it for the people in the second cousins because i know there's some pro wrestling fans that listen as well i know nothing of this like roman reigns i know the rock has come back and that's cool i don't understand the interdynamics i mean if you smell what the rock is cooking I'm- yeah first of all when the rock comes back he finally comes back uh, and yeah, he's uh, so he's cousin of the or they're they're oh. in the same bloodline. Okay, uh, so the they're Rock like and, and Roman Reigns. They're they're like yeah, they, they're they're in this bloodline together, and that's been the whole story. Is Roman Reigns leads a group called the Bloodline with his cousins, oh. um, and, and 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 so that that's their whole thing. And so now the Rock is back, and and the original storyline was that he was going to challenge Roman for the head of the table spot, which is kind of what he says he's in. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, then the fans were like, "Ah, oh, wait a minute, we like this Cody Rhodes guy. We want him to finish the story and all this stuff." So then they kind of they kind of one eighty, and they were like, "Oh, we got a we got a button hook because people aren't eating this up. People were getting pissed at Rock. They were like booing him for taking the regular guy Rock doesn't want to be booed at this point. Spot. 
And The Rock doesn't want to be booed, but he does. So The oh. Rock right now is actually playing a heel. Okay. He's actually joined the, the, the bloodline. But I believe it's all a ruse where he's going to cost Roman the title, which will then lead to a battle between them while Cody takes the title. Fans are happy. Yip, yip, yip. Because, you know, oh. fan, wrestling fans are petty and they want what they want. And a lot of times after they get it, they're like, oh, that's what we got. And then they don't like it as much. But they always want that moment. So Are you talking you know, about Jet Howard? Bills, give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a little like that i mean honestly it, uh, for all the podcasting that we've done <laughs> i should have a wrestling podcast because yeah. i know about that stuff way more than anything else that i know about <laughs> well there's there's some crossover yeah. here they have cousins the rock maybe we could do rock one with rock and roman reigns because they're cousins we're cousins right we could do a you know cousin squared podcast acknowledge us by coming to core cousins night <laughs> All right, what's this next one, Peach? Uh, next up, uh, we've had a couple of scuffles recently mm. in the NBA. We had one between the Pelicans and the Heat last night, Hornets and Warriors the other day. Is basketball becoming hockey? What's going on with all these fights? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I only, I only saw the Hornets Warriors one. I haven't looked at the Pelicans Heat one. Man, man, Draymond Green's take after where he's like, anything Miles Bridges does is good with me. It's like, bro, <laughs> are you aware? of some of his other work <laughs> like yeah yeah i understand being you know having someone's back but also you don't need to flout domestic abuse charges hey same could be said if anyone doesn't like the storyline in wwe and they suggest we bring vince mcmahon back right so, <laughs> last night i went to the live recording of a fetish podcast with my lady nadra it was called like the fetishists, like the taboo. No, the tabooist. Like everyone needs a tabooist. Like everyone needs a therapist. Everyone needs a tabooist. I think that's the name of the podcast. And uh, the the topic last night was cuckolding. So if you're aware, you're aware. If you're not, don't look it up. Um, or do if you're over the age of 18 and in a private location. Uh, <laughs> but. Speaking of going to a fetish podcast, what is yours, Peach? Share it to the whole crowd right now. <laughs> Never even heard of a fetish podcast. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, she um, might have a niche. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I listen to the Stiff Socks podcast. Does that count? I mean, they talk about porn on there all the time and have porn stars on. I mean, that's that's got to count for something, right? What gets Peach going? I like to laugh, so any podcast that's funny, I'm in. Like, no, so that, I'm talking about a fetish. You laughing at you trying to laugh in the bed? Are you trying to have a girl make jokes while she's? Or it would be to... nice if I could crack a few jokes while doing that. <laughs> I know usually that's frowned upon, which sucks because I have to be serious for way too long. That's my least favorite part about sex, man. You have to be. You have to act. Serious. I have to be serious for that long. Oh, no, you can have playful sex. You just maybe <laughs> haven't found the right lady. Where are the funny ladies? Come out to court cousins tonight. Oh, they always say they're like a guy that can make him laugh, but not then. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they're laughing with you, not at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, hey, wedding plans. You said yeah. you were doing some wedding planning beforehand. I'm kind of just checking in. How are these wedding plans going? Yeah. Are you doing? Are we doing a traditional kind of walk down wedding thing? Am I walking yeah. with a beer? If not, why? And I'm mad. Go on. I don't, I'm not going to do like the traditional wedding party thing. 
I'm not into the idea of like trying to like rank friends and have like my top five friends in my Facebook page, you know, or no starter family. backup bench for the groomsmen. No, no st- I'm not into doing starter backup and bench for that. So it's probably just, you know, we've got a string quartet to do the music for the ceremony. It's going to be nice and classy. Um, that's all books. We got the place book. The reception is going to be in like a cool art gallery, lounge, cocktail bar air thing in downtown Bridgeport. So we got that going on. We know our officiant, you know, things we're checking things off. We get, we're sending out, you'll get your invitation soon. So things are going along. It is stressful though. I'd be lying if I say we haven't gotten in a couple fights over it. I don't know why it's stressful, but it's just like, Nadra wants to do something at a time where I want to, she wants to talk about the wedding when a time I'm not ready. But what we did is we put it on the calendar. So now we have every Saturday morning, which I think will help. So I can expect it because I'm an agenda person and she knows that she's going to have that time with me. So compromise, ladies That's and good. gentlemen. It's all about finding your your middle ground. I think planning the wedding is that final, it's that final it's test. test, right? It's, it's like the eliminator at the end of American <laughs> Gladiators. It's like, all right, if you get past this, then you're going to be, it'll be good. But if there's problems with that part of it, then, yeah, you know, no good. get out now. All right. All right. Let's, let's finish light. Um, this was from Wagner Brudderstan. Um, might be a hot take, but, fr- but good French fries don't need ketchup, barbecue sauce, or hot sauce. This was in reply to a post about French fries saying, if ketchup doesn't exist, what topping are you putting on your fries? I mean, I it has to be a very good fry for me to not need a topping. I definitely would like a topping on there. So Pesh, if you don't have ketchup, what are you doing with your fries? I don't use ketchup on my fries that much now. Um, I see. So yeah, you're bringing, you're right, you're bringing this to the wrong man. You're I, right. I, if a fry is good, he is correct. It does not need anything. Mm-hmm. A little salt, maybe a little pepper if you want to get crazy. Okay. But honestly, if a fry is good, it needs nothing. I don't usually dip my fries and stuff. I'll eat that. Like if I have a burger, I kind of eat them with the burger. Okay. So you're getting a but little like, I don't, cross. I don't, I'm not a ketchup on the side, dip it in guy. Uh, I rarely, yes. rarely do that. Okay. So I'm all for the sugar. I love some ketchup. So if not, give me some barbecue sauce. Give me some chipotle mayo. If you got that around. Ooh. Yeah. I've dipped a rye. Uh, I've dipped a French. Uh, a French I've dipped a fry and ranch before and not hated oh. it, but I know that makes me an ugly American. <laughs> I am what I am. Well, let us know where the good fry spots are down in Orlando. Where should we be eating? Well, let me know. I'm really excited about that. Can't wait to join you down. I guess we'll have one more episode before we get down there. We'll do a bunch of giveaways on that one. Uh, Peach. This has been a, we've had a quite the hang. We've been doing this, recording this for about three or four hours now, but I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thanks for coming with me. I've enjoyed it as well, but now I have to go to work. All my time before work has been used. I'm sorry. (laughs) I love you. Peace out, second cousins. Love you too, brother. Thanks for coming.